0: To be epic, you have to master the matrix of fundamentals. Let's take a shortcut to the summit. Welcome to Launch Code with Jennifer Jones. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Launch Code Volume 4. My name is Jennifer Jones. I am your host, and I am super stoked, just so exhilarated to introduce you guys to my friend Emily. But before I do, I'm going to tell you guys just a little bit about me. Um, My name, again, Jennifer Jones. I live in St. Louis, Missouri. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep for 20 years. I am the mother of four little girls. I call them my little dragons, married to a lovely Canadian gentleman. And I swore I would never be a network marketer, okay? Because I had a real job. So that all changed about four and a half years ago when I found something that spoke to me. And fast forward now to January, I started Launch Code. So Launch Code is the tactical shit, the real stories behind how people get to the top. I don't know about you, but I can't stand it when people are all like ethereal and like, oh, just be positive, like just reach out to people, just be yourself. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to know the real stuff that you do day in and day out. So Launch Code Volume 1, which you have access to, is just me rambling about team building and mindset and how I grew my organization. Launch Code 2 is with Colleen Nichols. If you, don't, if you guys don't know her, you should. She is the creator, founder, and CEO of No Shame Sales Game and the Direct Sales Growth Community, also a Rodan and Fields rep. And then Launch Code Volume 3 was Bridget Mamari, a burned out attorney, turned Monet rep, turned totally cool life coach while doing all the other things, family, husband. And now Launch Code Volume 4 has arrived with Emily. And just a little bit of background before I introduce her again. Emily, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I don't think I would be here hosting you If you didn't go first, Emily stepped into this space first before me and inspired me, so now I'm here. So when you think nobody's watching, think again. So without further
1: ado, Emily, who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, how are you? Um, I'm super honored to be on tonight. Looks like I got a lot of, lot to live up to with those previous people. I did catch Jen's volume one and it was phenomenal, um, even to someone seasoned like myself. I've been in social marketing now for a little over seven years. I'm a mom of two boys, um, Wonderful husband. I actually met Jen because our husbands were roommates in college and they played hockey together um, at Western Michigan University. So that's kind of how I uh, came across Jen. We both had the same kind of hatred for, um, direct sales and losers who did that. So <laughs> and somehow both, uh, got beyond that there, but yeah, I have two little boys. They are four and six. They're awesome. I was a fertility treatment mama and, um, we both wanted two boys and it's exactly what we got. We didn't pick it, but we actually did get what we wanted. I say. And- are you one of those? Okay. <laughs> No, 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 We we didn't we didn't pick the sex or anything like that. But we got what we wanted, and they are like little athletes, and they play hockey just like dad. And they're crazy, and they're stubborn, and they like break golf clubs when they don't do good. And somehow, um, they basically they they're clones of us. Odd, isn't it? <laughs> but it's yeah, you are a dental hygienist.
0: You, yes. that, when we met, you were a career, like that was what you did. Career woman, dental hygiene. You said, I love it. I love what I do. It's a great yeah. gig, but then something
1: kind of changed. So what happened? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I did dental hygiene for 17 years. I retired from it two years ago and I was able to retire because of, you know, being in network marketing. Um, but I loved it. I still love it. I think it's a an, an great career. But when I was talking about like having children and things like that, I was like, I my work ethic is so strong that like, honestly, like when like your kid is sick and you have to pick them up at daycare, like within 45 minutes, or they're going to charge you $7,000. I'm like, you're, you're in the middle of like a patient, like, like an exam or cleaning teeth or doing x-rays. And I'm, and I feel so bad too, because I just know how like it disrupts everyone's day when like, you're not there. And I'm like, people take off like their days off of work and plan around it and everything else. So I was it just like, I'm like, I know this isn't going to work for me. Like when I'm having kids, like I, I want a plan B at least, you know, or I want to scale way down to like working one day a week and being able to do something else like on the side so that I could like make my own life choices and like make money on my own time.
0: Um, so, so that's why,
1: like- a couple of years ago. I think I was like scrolling some sort of social media
0: and I was like, what is she posting about? And that's when I knew. And I think I even messaged you. I'm like, girl, what, what changed? Like, why, why? And I think you said something as simple, Emily, as I changed my mind. Like, I changed my mind. But how did you find this company, the first one? Or did yeah. it find you?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm on company two now, you guys. And I'll, I'll get into that, too, the taboo of switching companies. Um I so I thought like you got to get a real job. I put myself through college. I paid every single penny of it. I'm so proud of that. I came from nothing. I was a broke kid. And you know, I like bought my first house when I was like 23 and I like moved out and I did all these these big girl things and I was really proud of them. And I didn't understand it. I also knew I was so ignorant to direct sales, right? I knew nobody that was successful doing it. I honestly didn't really know anybody doing it and I just assumed it was like thirsty, hungry people sitting online, begging you to buy their products. Like I just didn't know anything. So I ended up having an extremely close girlfriend of mine out of nowhere
0: get into it.
1: And she, you know, this was like before, like you could, they were really cracking down on this and like getting in trouble for it, but she would be like screenshotting her paychecks and she was making six figures in like six months. And I was like, Oh, you're like a C average student in high school. I think she went to one semester of college, dropped out, became a flight attendant and was crushing it. And I'm like, if she could crush it, I could probably crush it. Like, I didn't even know how to like, screenshot something on my phone because I'm a tech moron but I was like if she can do it I can maybe do it so I was like whatever it wasn't even my first company wasn't even necessarily it was makeup and that's not even really like something I'm super passionate about But <laughs> like she was the door that opened it and showed me the way and like she's still a mentor of mine right now so if I understand you correctly she set
0: the bar very low <laughs> in terms of like hey like I don't either but I'm diving in you're like again I love if, if this C student I'm sure she loves you saying if she can do it then maybe I can do it and I think Emily that's something that you know I want people to understand that network marketing should be so approachable to people and I take issue with and I know we've all seen it the people that are like on like they're leaning on their car and they got their lubes on and they have the 10 purses and all I'm like I, I don't buy it. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. buy it. And maybe it is real, but I don't buy it. So when you're saying your friend really personalized, you know, her experience, you're like, I can do that. So I think that's so important. Right.
1: Oh yeah. And, and she was so real about it too. She's <laughs> like, I I've got ADD. I got like two kids under two. My husband's a pilot and never home. I'm doing this by myself. Like, and I like sucked. I didn't go to college. I have no education. Like I, I, I grew up in a trailer and I'm making six figures in six months. And I was kind of like, Ding dong. like <laughs> I why not me? This. You know, why not me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why can't that be me? Right. I'm I'm smarter than that. <laughs> let's talk about when you
0: dove in again to that first company, let's go back many years and focus on that. You didn't know what you were doing. You had someone that's like, I'll show you the way From what I gather, she didn't totally know exactly what she was doing. So what did you do? What was the day in, day out? Did you focus on team building, focus on sales, focus on learning? So like, where did you go?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I honestly had no idea what I was doing. Like I can like vividly recall There being like graphics of like our products. And like I didn't know that you could just click on something to save the picture to your camera roll. So I was screenshotting them and putting screenshots up like on my wall, I guess. It was embarrassing. I was so like looking back, I was like, gosh, that was bad. But like I just ran with energy. I thought it was so fun. Every time you get that email, you get that sale. Like. And people are like, I want to do this. And this was the day back in the day when like parties were the thing, right? Online parties, everybody's wanting to go to them. Everybody wanted to get free products. They wanted to host them. It was just like this tumbling effect of like energy. And it was really me. I just didn't care. I I was going at such a fast speed that I wasn't even asking questions like, is this okay? Or does this sound right? Or should I post this? Like, I I was just like doing my own thing. Like she was probably like cringing, like watching me do it. But I was like on like mock nine, just like, pure energy excitement. I mean, this was like before lives and whatnot. And when you would make recorded videos. And I remember like recording videos in my car, like, Oh my God, one weekend I got eight people on my team who wants to be lucky number nine. And I would like post that. And then like, I would get like nine and 10 that night. Like it was just pure energy. And like, I really think that's what it comes down to. Like that's contagious. And that's honestly like I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, personal development, like what was that? I don't know.
0: (laughs) But you were fearless. And Emily, when you said you're running like mocked, whatever, with all this energy, the thing that I see that paralyzes most people is they overthink everything. And I was like, you don't need to send me your post to read and like grammatically correct. What I, I don't care. I think that posting something, sharing something, doing something, I'm like, do it wrong just do something. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. to me like that's all you were doing was something,
1: even if it wasn't a hundred percent. Like looking back, I'm like, oh gosh, that like so many things were like embarrassing and tragic that I did, but I don't care. No regrets. Like, and I recall having, uh, someone join my team and everything she was doing, I was like, Eck! and like, I wanted to step in And tell her, like, don't do that, or don't post like that, or that's really cheesy, or quit putting your links up. But it was working for her and her network loved it because like she already had influence and trust and everything with them. And this girl like blew up. She was my number one salesperson. And now she owns like four med spas in Chicago that she grew during COVID. Like this girl's a freak, right? But like everything she did is like against the grain, but she just didn't give an F and like just. Flew through the things, and that's I feel like I did that. And when people like try to roadblock you a little bit and like stop you from being your genuine, authentic mm-hmm. self, even if that's like not by the book or not the best way or whatever, but like their network is used to that train wreck or used to a spaz like, I'm a spaz, like they're used to that, and like they love it and they appreciate it, right? Like, it was a weird if she was trying to be professional or if I was like, Hi, today, guys, like it would be weird.
0: So let me ask you this. So I have to think that once the anti-network marketer was like, he was like, I'm not doing that. Once you dove in, I'm sure there had to be people in your circle that were like, come on, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Did you ever experience? Because this is what I see. I see a new consultant or what, you know, a retailer and they're so excited and blah, blah, blah. And then like their creepy, like sister-in-law sends them a nasty gram and they are just crushed because someone judged them. So were, did you feel that at first or were you fully supported kind of going into it?
1: I I didn't care (laughs) because they don't pay my bills. Like I, I really just didn't care. And I'm sure people talk behind my back, but I feel like I can think of one person and that's my sister that probably didn't like it. Still doesn't really love it. Um, but I don't feel like I got a lot of negative feedback, but I think again, it's cause I did it in such like a, a genuine way. Like, I just want to help people or I just want to show you. Or I like bring my husband, make him do videos with me. Like I was just fun. And I feel like I got more good feedback that I was being different than other people out there. Like that were, you know, they're, they're always like, you're not really selling. You're just being like funny. Like we, it was, I would put like lipstick. I'd be like today or Sharpie marker on me. I mean, I would do the dumbest stuff, you guys like looking back again, I'm like, I probably wouldn't do that today, but it worked. It did work. And that's the thing. I think it goes back to how you
0: said you were fearless. You know, they don't pay your bills. So who cares what they think? I really want people who watch this either live or in the future, this is going to be on YouTube. Like you have to let that stuff go. And as Emily said, if they're not paying your mortgage or your rent or your car, then what they think does not matter. Okay. We cannot say that enough. So Emily went to the very, very tip top of network marketing company. Number one, it sounds like just through pure adrenaline and fire. Um, and things were going great there, Emily, right? Until maybe something changed. So what happened?
1: Yeah. So I was with that company for five years and, Um, like I was mentioned before. So in the beginning, like online parties were it. So that was kind of like our system. That was our onboarding. Like you do these parties and it was just a domino effect. Like the next person wanted to host it and you could grow your network organically so easily. And then they were so popular that like, I'm sure we all remember the next thing, you know, your Facebook was like, you're flooded and inundated with invitations to online parties. And you were just like, I do not. And this was back. You used to just be able to throw people in the parties too, like without even inviting them. And it got just like too much and it wasn't really working. It wasn't like a great platform to build. It wasn't as good of a platform to network on anymore. And through years of that, not being the hot ticket anymore, my company from the top, like corporate down was still pushing that. And it was kind of like, all right, well, that's not cool anymore. So I'm supposed to onboard somebody with some, you know, dinosaur training system that's not going to work for them and they're not going to be successful. And I morally don't feel comfortable with that. And we also had like a little issue with um, like logistics of getting our products. We were sourcing everything out, you know, to different countries and stuff while so you launch a product. I don't know why we would never have enough of it. They knew that we could launch way more, but they would only have so many units. It would sell out in minutes. All of the leaders who made a lot of money would buy it all. And then they would ship it from their house, which is not time freedom. I didn't sign up to have a shipping center in my basement. like, And then it would be gone for six months. Right. And then maybe that six months would turn into nine months and you'd have clients that want something that was like never available. And then when it became available again, why didn't we get more? We got a super small amount. And I'm like, this is not good for my clients. It's not good for my team. It's not good for building recruiting. Like it just wasn't working. I wasn't feeling good about it. And I was getting to the point where like, I was still at the top making money, but the paycheck's from my team members were just like getting lower and lower and lower because of like not having the product in stock and things like that and having issues like that. So I was like, I think I need to transition as much as I never wanted to rebuild or start over from ground zero. I got no bridge. Nobody was paying me to come. Like I was starting from zero and I just had this like urge. Like I knew it was something that I needed to do just to better like everybody,
0: Okay, I hear what you're saying. So I have friends in a million different companies: Beachbody, Juice Plus, RNF, Neora, whatever. So many people have felt those feelings that you have felt. Like, why don't we have the product? Why doesn't it get where it needs to go? Why doesn't it? Da, 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 da? And then also, how you were mentioning, like, how corporate and this has nothing to do with any company I'm affiliated with. Okay, but like how corporate was pushing down things that you didn't feel comfortable with. And so, what was the breaking point? Because again, Emily, like what you're talking about right now is what most people would never do. They would never leave one to go to another because it's always seemingly a disaster, right? Seemingly a disaster. So what did you do?
1: Yeah. So I really like was reflecting and I was trying to think like, what is going to be best for my team? Not even knowing if they're going to follow me or not, but what's going to be best for my team? Like what's going to be best for my clients? Like, what do they want? Are they like so in love with this makeup that like, they're not going to want to follow me wherever I decide to go next. And you know, what's best for me and my family and like the vision that I had was just not happening. Like the trajectory I thought I was going to go on and the vision and the things that I thought I was gonna be able to provide for like my team members and being able to onboard people and feeling comfortable about that their success, success that they were going to have just wasn't really happening. And I feel like I had so many external factors because a lot of people have that like grass is on the greener, you know, greener on the other side. If I start over, it's going to be easier. Like my influence or my rank alone, people are going to follow and I'm going to be successful and I'm hardly going to have to do anything. And so not like that. I've seen people like burn and crash when they, you know, um, switch companies because they have that mentality and you don't, you have to rebuild, you have to work your ass off when you start again. Um, And I think for me, I just was like, is this me? Or is this like external stuff that I can't control? Because a lot of times the problem is actually you. You're you're quitting on yourself. But for me, I wasn't. I was doing everything I could and it just wasn't working anymore. So I spent forever with some other people on my team and some of my upline looking for other companies. Like what are our clients going to like? You know, everyone wants a healthier lifestyle. They want, you know, better, cleaner products. And for me, one of the huge things is I'm like, I need somebody um, and I'm still in the beauty industry, but I'm more an anti-aging in anti-aging and skincare now, which is way more me. Like I'm not a makeup freak not that you guys are freaks, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, they might be on the call. Like <laughs> Especially what COVID happened. And then I was like, Oh no, I never have a reason to put it on again. But, um, like I wanted a company and this is like a unicorn. I wanted a unicorn company, <laughs> but I was really scared about going to something brand new, like a brand new startup company, because they're in debt. Most of them don't make it off the ground. Most won't last longer than five years. I was really concerned about, companies getting all of their products like elsewhere, not making them in house. So I wanted someone that made products in house, um, made them in the USA and they actually shipped them too. So we had complete control of our inventory all the time, which was super hard to find. And I found it. So that those were like some main turning points. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I finally kind of found something that aligned with all of that, it's a woman CEO, um, no debt. And like, the gem of it all was the company had been around for 15 years and no one heard of it. They only had 600 reps for it. Like it was just like this mini, it was like a community company. It was so small. (laughs) Um, honestly, like this little like Southern California community, like that did like spa parties and they never went online. So it was like having a brand new company, but they, already went through like the pain and like the CEO going years without taking a paycheck and paying everybody else first. Like they did all the hard work and got that over with. And then we were able to come in and the cool part was like develop all of our own systems and our own onboarding and like work with corporate on just, you know, what we wanted for everything. So it's just been a super cool experience. So finding that I was like, all right, this is going to work. And then in your head, you're like, all right, how long is it going to take me to get that paycheck back where I was or rebuild to my team size. And I was planning on it taking a year. It took a month, it actually probably took three weeks, um, because I freaking was on fire. Like I just worked my ass off. Like I was like team no sleep, <laughs> like, but it was okay. so fun.
0: So let me stop you real quick. And I want to go back to something you said a few moments ago. You and I talked a little bit this weekend and Emily, I found this so profound. And I think this is so important when, if anyone's on this call thinking like, well, I could jump, you had already mentioned the grass isn't necessarily always greener, but I really want everyone to stop and think like, is the problem the company or is the problem me? Okay. Like when you said that, Emily, this, I was like, Oh my God. Like that is everything because we always think like, Oh, shiny app, whatever penny syndrome. Like, and let's also remember how Emily mentioned how there was like other leaders that like thought, Oh, everyone's just going to follow me, you know? And that absolutely did not happen. So this is not a launch code about how to switch companies. This is like us absorbing her profound knowledge of like, you may be better off where you are and just like get it to get your life together a little more.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. You
0: obviously had a very different situation and found what is absolutely perfect for you. And I'm so happy for you. And I, again, I find it so rare that something can be done like, like you've done Emily and elegantly, you know, at least that's what it seems like.
1: <laughs> yes. And I talked to other, you know, leaders from other companies, um, And honestly, even when I'm talking about people just switching to mine and sometimes I, you know, you really got to dig deep and like, why are you doing this? And a lot of times I think they just think it's going to be the answer for them. Like, I'm just going to move and it's going to be the answer to me better, but really it's like a mindset thing. Like, and let's be real here. The comp plan is like, there's only so many pieces of the pie. Like it gets paid out this way, but maybe not this way. So like, I don't know, there's, you know, products are different, things are different, but like a lot of times it just comes down to you and like, maybe you're not doing the work here or you're like burnt out here or whatever it is. But like, there's like, for me, it was so external and it was such like a moral thing for me that I'm like, I cannot work for this company anymore morally. Like, cause I cannot honestly bring people on telling them to start a side hustle in a business, knowing they're probably not going to get it up off the ground because our systems are old school. And you know, and we've got people preaching from the top that that's the way to go. And it's not.
0: So how did, again, I'm going to reiterate this again. She has been at the very top, is at the very top now of her second network marketing company. It's so hard to do it the first time. It's so hard to leave that. I don't care if your whole entire organization was hemorrhaging Emily, you could have stayed probably at that, you know, you know, but then you decide to take a step, go somewhere else. So you have developed these tips, these tactical tips for success that you're say,
1: like any, any dummy could whatever. So introduce us to those. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So when Jen first asked me to do this, she was like, yeah, just kind of tell them how you went from like being like an average hygienist and mom to like crushing it. And I was like, I'm, I i do not know. I, I didn't do anything special. <laughs> so I was really trying to dig deep. Like what, what did I do? And I think this is just kind of like how I've like lived my entire life. Like, so when I was nine years old, my dad got in a very tragic accident, cracked his head open, went in ICU um, for a very long time and basically was disabled the rest of our lives. Um, I was like the oldest child, three sisters. And, My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So there was no plan B. I mean, nothing. It was back in the day, you know, when you married at 19 and pregnant at 20, it's like she never had a career to begin with to go back to nothing. So it was eye-opening for me, like really young, how important it was to like figure out what the hell you're going to do with your life. I was like, I will not get in a situation like this. I will have like, uh, other options and I will like put myself through school and all these different things you know like we grew up on food stamps and I remember being like so embarrassed and I had like the free lunch ticket and, you know I recall like every day I made up a story that I wasn't hungry at lunch because then all, everyone would go down when they'd be like occupied like eating their lunch I would like go up and like I'm sure they do it better now with like credit cards and like make it not look so obvious. But like we used to pull like a raffle ticket out and you'd have to give them this like to get your free lunch. And I was so embarrassed. So like I would like hide the fact. Like I never wanted anyone to know that like I had nothing, right? Um, my mom had to figure out how to provide for a family of five all of a sudden. So it really like taught me young, like I need to work my ass off so that I'm not in like this type of, you know, position again. So And I think that's kind of what I did when I transitioned companies. I think it's what I did the first with the first company and really when I transitioned. So I call them like my um, top 10 tips that require absolutely no talent that can get you to the top. Um, So this is where you might want to take notes because I don't have any fancy slides uh, because again challenge. Um, you guys, so tip number one, you guys is being on time. It's so simple. It literally, it takes no effort to be on time. It just takes like a little bit of discipline to be on time, a little bit of holding yourself accountable. Um, and I will tell you, so if there's anybody on here that like takes appointments for like your nine to five job, So I was a dental hygienist for 17 years. I will tell you why it's so important to be on time. And then you're going to, I'm like half of you are going to be like, yes, yes, yes. Cause you know what I'm talking about. And the other half of you are going to be like, She's shaming me and I will never show up late again. If you're in the medical field or, you know, or if you're in the hair, you know, you do hairstylist or do nails or whatever, whatever you take appointments on. If you're somebody like that, if there's anyone like that out there, you would show up for work. Say your first patients at 8am, they show up at like eight Oh five. You're like, great. It like literally ruins your day. Cause you started off like late. The first person's late. So you go out to get them. Hey, Billy, you know, acting like you don't care that they're late, but you're pissed. And you're like, come on back. And as soon as you open the door, they're like, can I go to the bathroom? And you're like, "Eh, eh, eh," like with my scalars that I'm going to stab their gums with. Yes, you can. It's right down here on the left, you know. They go down there and then you're like, all right, come back. Now it's like 8, 10. And they're like, can I brush my teeth? You're like, other effort, right? So then they go and they brush their teeth. And the next thing you know, it's like 15 after. So you have to make like the split decision. Do I clean every other tooth? Like, which I would never do. Again, my morals and ethics are high. So now I'm behind all day, right? And here's the thing. Now like Tina comes in for her nine o'clock and she's like, Emily, ugh, why are you 15 minutes behind? And she mad at me, right? Like it's my fault. And I can't throw Billy under the bus. So I'm like, Oh my God, sorry. I was so busy today. You know, it's Monday or whatever. Um, and it's this trick. It's like, it cascades throughout the day. You guys know what I'm talking about? And the next thing you know, you have no lunch hour because this has just like folded out throughout the day. You've like, now you're working nine and a half hours with no break. You're like eating peanuts. Like while you're like scary wiping down your like office or something like, it's just, it's like terrible. Right. So just be on time. And I don't know where we got into the society where it's like, cool. Like people wear like a badge of honor. Like I'm always like, it's like, no, that's not cool guys. Be on time, like make an effort to be on time. You know, we put, and there's so many things that we put out there in our energy. So, you know, we're always like, let's be, I'm, I'm grateful for this or I'm, a, I'm so abundant or I'm healthy. Like, I'm always late. Like why even put that energy out there? Just be on time. It's so simple. So that is like, while you
0: take a breath on that one. I got to chime in as the host, you guys being, and I know we know this, but being late is like selfish. It's rude. It's obnoxious. So Emily, to your point, I let people schedule calls with me. And if they're late, I'm not interested. I don't pick up the call three, five minutes later. I don't pick it up at all. So time is valuable. You guys, again, as we're building our empires, let's remember this. It's so simple but it's so it's critical. It's, it's number one. It's your number one. So,
1: okay. Let's keep rolling. Yes. Yeah. So that's tip number one, you guys. Okay. So, um, tip number two, you guys is making an effort. It takes no extra talent to make an effort. Like effort is a skill. Um, it's just like a level of expectation, right? So your health takes effort. You know, your fitness takes effort. Your relationship takes effort. Parenting takes effort. All of this stuff takes effort and somehow, we've gotten to a place where like people are really complacent just doing like what is required of them or the minimum. And they don't realize you could just go so much further. And I think this is like what I did when I did both of these businesses is say like rank one was here. I'm like, well, I'm not going to just do rank one, like what is required. I'm going to put a little extra effort in and see if I can rank up twice this month. Right. Like it's just making, um, you know, making that decision to do a little bit more, put a little bit more effort in. And it's totally fine if you're okay, not doing that, but you also have to be fine. Maybe living like a decently average life. Right. So it's just like, what, what is your vision, but putting a little bit of effort in to do that. So I always like tell people on my team, like, okay, what are you going for this month? Whatever. Say it's rank dinosaur. Okay. You want to be dinosaur this month? What does it take? You got to sell 500 don't take, like, don't take the pedal off the metal when you hit 500, like zoom freaking through that, right? Like maybe you're going to rank up twice this month. Maybe you need some like legs underneath you. You need two. Don't just try to get two because this is the leaky bucket business. People are going to leave. Stuff is going to sift through. You need to have insurance policies, right? So get those extra legs. Like I'm a firm believer of like always putting in that extra little effort to go further. So that is my tip number two. You guys, tip three, this one's easy for me, but I know it's not easy for everybody. Have big, big energy, right? Just like the lotto song, just have that high vibe energy and think of who you surround yourself with. I always tell people like, show me the five people you surround yourself with and I'll show you your future. You know, it's really hard to have like high vibe energy. If you surround yourself with low vibe energy and low vibe, you know, um, characteristics and personality and those people that just drag you down and they're always complaining. Do you ever like notice there's like a click of like women who like, they're be bitching about their husbands and then like one's going to get a divorce and then the other one's like, all of a sudden they go through a divorce together. It's almost like they, they fed off of each other, that negative energy. Yeah.
0: It's like manifesting. So I want to piggyback on that. I want you to keep going with it, but something I've told (laughs) my team, you guys, and I want you guys, this is so important. Be yourself, but be yourself after you've had two espressos or maybe for you, it's one, but like, I'm like, I want Emily to be her authentic self. Always. This is her authentic self without espressos. But when I talk to my team, and this is a coaching thing, guys, I talk to my team or we Zoom, and their energy is palpable to me. I can, through osmosis, I can absorb it, right? So what type of energy are you putting out? And the other thing, Emily, to add to your tips that I think is so easy is if you're having phone conversations with customers or potentials or whatever, stand the freak up and walk around, unless you're on a Zoom, okay, to keep that energy high, Emily, I think that could have been your number one, but
1: it's so simple and so important. Yeah, yeah. it is. Really cool. And I also think like, obviously, like you're attracting like what you put out there. And like, if you're just like, like a really low vibe, and you know, and I've met people that have the biggest um, presence on social media, and then you meet them like at leadership conferences or something like that. And they're like, Whoop! and you're like, oh, my gosh you put that whole high vibe energy show on for me. And I appreciate it. I thought like, I don't get along with the quiet Sally Sue here, but like, wow, congrats, like kudos. That must be a lot of work to put that high vibe show on. But for me, it comes really easy. Um, but it's, it's, it doesn't take any talent. It's just like a decision to make and people follow that kind of energy. Right. Like, I honestly think I probably got people, you know, following me just because I probably seem fun or crazy, or I just say weird stuff that like they want to say, but they're, you know, got better manners than I do. <laughs> so, you guys, um, tip number four, you guys, is to have a positive attitude. And like, this is like goes without saying. It's so easy, but just pick things. Like, you got to be grateful. You got to be grateful for the bad shit that happens. You got to be grateful when you don't hit your rings. You got to be grateful like when things don't work out. You got to be grateful when that person posts that they join a company and you've been like literally working with them for a year trying to get them to join you. You have to be grateful for everything. Like you don't have to, you know, you know, sugar and spice on everything, but you have to be grateful. Like it's like one of the biggest things that I teach my kids. And I was like, I'm going to enjoy Like people always ask, do you have any regrets? And I'm like, not really, because I've learned a lot of crap every time I make these stupid mistakes or I come up with a plan that I think is cool or a system. And it's like, is it just like, Meh, it's a flop. I'm like, I learned not to do that or I learn things about it. So Okay. Oh I got to stop you there.
0: I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, so you developed something and it flopped type, you know, whatever it was that can paralyze people that can suffocate people. And they take that as a sign from the universe that this isn't meant for me. So maybe, maybe they did an email campaign. Okay. Or maybe they did a huge post like, Hey, put your name below, which I never do anyway, because then no one puts their name below in my post. So I always say, DM me, that's a tip from me to you. Like people want to support you, but not publicly because that's embarrassing. Emily, you know what I'm talking about? So like they'll DM me, but they won't publicly say, you know, good for you. And so to go back to your post like, or to your thought, you can't let that bad system or that bad consultant or social marketer, whatever you're ruin what could be so amazing so she's saying she's made mistakes she's tried things that don't work and then you just pivot and you keep that vibe high and the confidence high and I'm telling you this is so great because this is where we lose people it's like the first time it didn't it wasn't meant to be for me it just wasn't I'm just not cut out for this yeah
1: yeah Yeah. I'm just not a quitter. So like, (laughs) like, and I'm not going to quit on myself and I don't want to quit on like, cause you're quitting on everybody. I'm quitting on my team. I'm quitting on my family. Like I'm quitting on everybody. So I, but I, I just like learn from them. So, but you got to have that positive energy and whatever it takes for you. So like I can say in my first company, I rarely listened to a podcast or did personal development. It just like, wasn't um, like, I was almost like one of those accidental leaders that like, I just like, I got to where I was off of like energy and excitement and like just being funny. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I came here and I'm like, I gotta be like a real leader. Like I gotta really train people and mentor people and help them. And so like, I love a good podcast. Right. And like little things like this, um, I'm in my office, but this is, I mean, this is on Amazon and it's like good days start with a gratitude. And it's like literally every day you just write, you have to write three things you're thankful for every morning. And like, the stupidest little things like you guys yesterday, my kids are going to camp in the morning and I was like, all right, time to get up. Like go, to, go take a bath, go take a shower. And they both just did it. That doesn't happen ever, 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 ever. Usually it's like getting her, getting her. Get, I'm like, like, it's just, they don't do it. Right. You have to say it a thousand times. And they did that. And I was like, Oh my God, they got out. You guys, I was like, Oh my God, I love you guys so much. Mom appreciates that. Like you guys just went in there the first time. Like it's the littlest things that you just have to be like, this is going to make my, you made my entire day. Like you just have to be really grateful for any stupid little thing. So you did a post And one person like said one good comment on it. And I'm like, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take, I'm going to run with it. That was a success, you know? No one else commented, but I'm going to run with it. Like just being grateful. And again, like surrounding yourself with that positivity, right? Because if you're just like negative vibe, honestly, you're going to just like attract trash. You might grow your team, but it's, you're attracting garbage, right? And you're going to have like this, we all know it, right? There's legs on teams and it's like, that whole leg is just, hard to work with and they're negative and it's hard right it's like you're tracking it over and over again
0: emily we all know what you're talking about we <laughs> all know those names and we know the people under them like we know it all So you're definitely speaking our language and it's funny how you say that because I never thought, I'm like, oh, it's because they're attracting that. They're attracting that type of energy. I always thought, okay, that's a leadership flaw. Like change the game, change the vibe. But to your point, that's probably just what they're attracting. So that's not what we want
1: to be attracting. Okay? Very well said. Yeah. So my fifth tip, you guys, it takes absolutely no talent to get to the top is being passionate. You have to be passionate. Like, you'll find, like, the best leaders and speakers, like, it's almost like they're, like, yelling. They're, like, they're just so fired up or almost like, like they cry. Like, I will literally cry during my training sometimes to people or people will cry because I just get, like, so emotional because I am so profoundly moved by, like, what this industry does and, like, how we can, like change people's lives and help people. Like you have to be passionate and be passionate about what you're doing and where you're going and like what your vision is. And like, do you even believe in your company? And if you have to step back and be like, I don't really know if I'm that passionate about it. You have to ask yourself some questions, right? You know, is there something that you don't believe in? And a lot of times it's like that you don't believe in yourself. Um, but Occasionally, you know, maybe you don't believe in the product or the systems or the company anymore, but things that you have to kind of ask yourself. And passion is just so contagious. Like you just want to be around people that are passionate, right? So totally free doesn't take any talent. So number six, you guys, is and I have a story that goes along with this one, a quick story. So using good body language, it's so simple to use good body language, right? Um, you just have to be confident, you know, shoulders back. You know, there's a difference between meeting someone and having like that floppy, wet fish handshake, and then having like a nice firm handshake. You don't have to go in there like an aggressive bodybuilder, but like get in there, be proud of who you are, right? Like shoulders back, having a smile on your face, smiling at strangers, like the little things that you can do. And one thing that I always teach my team is, um, and I worked on it with this company. I didn't do a good job at my last company doing it because when you meet people in your social settings, are you going out, you're at a party you're at a barbecue? What do you do? I'm a dental hygienist. Always led with I'm a dental hygienist. Well, what happens when you say that? Oh my God, look at here. Like, I got a crown. I mean, the whole thing goes off. I never ever get to tell them that, like, I'm a business owner and I do anything else because the whole conversation's turned into teeth, right? So, I always tell them, I don't care if you are a teacher or you're a lawyer or you're a garbage man. I don't care what you do lead with your business. Like you're a business owner, like get confidence. Like, I don't care if you have to sit there and practice in the mirror, practice to your husband, practice to your kids, practice to a wall, get confident in your body language to tell people about your business and lead with it. Right. Cause people will ask you questions with whatever you say, you know, I could, I could say like, I, am a I breed ants and people be like, Oh, really? They they would start asking me about it. Right. So like, just get confident, but I will tell you a short story. So I went through like a really dry spell of dating for a very long time. Like I didn't date anyone in college. (laughs) I didn't date anybody really after college for a while. And I remember like coming home after college and me and my girlfriends, we would like go out to the bar and they were always getting hit on. And I never was. And I was like, what the hell girls, like what's happening here? And, uh, they were like, you're too confident. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, like no guy is going to approach you because you are just like owning the room. And you just, you don't think like you're not approachable. Like you're just way too confident. And they're like, you need to dim it down and just kind of like, you know, the quieter. And I was like, that's not happening. And I'm like, I will wait as long as it takes until I find some guy that thinks my confidence is like the most attractive thing that they see in me. And I married him, Jen, you know him. And he does, he thinks that's one of the best things about me. Also probably- I I gotta
0: say, having met her, I'll never forget the first time I met her. Cause I'm like, who is this? Like insert like B word. So let's all bring that type of energy to our businesses though. Because again, look at her now, you guys. And I have to keep saying it because we had some people join late, but I'm like, not everyone makes it to the top of two different companies, okay? So like what she's saying works and like she's being funny and self-deprecating, but the reality is this is not, like she's not buying Facebook advertising, right? I'm like, you're not like, paying to play anywhere it's simple things that she does that have changed the game so
1: yes I I agree I'm glad he found you (laughs) yeah oh and I don't have like a million followers I'm not on TikTok um my Instagram following's weak like I'll tell you all that but like it's it's you don't need to know a million people if you have 200 friends are 200 friends involved in your business like are 200 friends buying your products like you don't have to know everybody and have like a million followers to do this and I don't and i have done this twice now, like rebuilt twice. Um, so number seven, you guys is to be coachable. And this one is so hard for so many people because like we have blinders on to like our, our faults, right? Like right now, if I asked you, like, what are like your top, you know, five characteristics or like the five best things, your best leadership skills or whatever, like we, you could probably rattle it off. But then if I asked you like, what's your five things that you need to work on or like five things that you're like, you're doing poorly right now that you're going to improve on like you'd be like um i don't know like right like you have blinders on so you have to be coachable so as soon as i came to this company there's three people above me I'm number four those three people I will listen to anything they say they all have paychecks that are like double triple the size of mine like I will listen to anything that they say if they're doing it it's working and I will copy paste like control I'll delete my old life copy paste their new one and do everything that they say like I'm just like a sponge I'm very very coachable to anybody that is in a position that I want to be in or has already done it or like figured out a way. Um, like go get coaching, listen to podcasting, do all those things, but you have to like leave your ego at the door. And that's really hard for people um, to do that. So get that feedback. And I'm always like, it doesn't have to be from your sponsor. It doesn't necessarily have to be from your, um, upline. It can be from honestly, like I could ask Jen for that. Like, she doesn't know everything going on in my business by any means, but like, she sees my presence on social media. She sees my content. Like she sees the vibe I'm giving off. Like she would be able to give me like some feedback, right? Like you couldn't really ask anybody, but just like soak it in and, um, and don't react when you first hear it either. Like soak it in, you know? Okay. And then like, figure out what can you learn from it? Like what actions can you take, you know, to be better at it? So that was something that I really, really took in. I'm like, if anyone's going to give me the time to help me and, you know, teach me the ways, like I I was, you know, soaking it up when I came to this new company. Speaking
0: about being coachable, did you invest in a coach? I did. Yeah. (laughs) I have a business coach. Okay. So what made you do that? Because I get this question all the time, Emily, um, from my team like, do I need a coach? And I want to hear what triggered you to invest in a coach. And then I'm going to tell you what I think. So,
1: yeah. So, um, honestly, uh, everyone doing better than me my company had a business coach <laughs> and I was like, okay, like that, that's probably something I need to invest. The same
0: one as them. Or did you find someone else? No,
1: I found somebody different because we, um, we have like a different, um, way of working our team. We, share everything. So it's not like each like leader has like their own team page. We have like a united team page that we all come in and do. So we wanted to get different coaching uh styles from different people so that we could all bring something different to the table. Um so I was looking for something different than other ones were and uh and my question it, comes from because some of these coaches I and we're not going to talk about who you're
0: quote but like some of the pricing is astronomical. And so yeah. when someone comes to me and says, JJ, Emily knows me as Jen, my company calls, like, do you think this is worth it? And they tell me the price tag, Emily, a lot of times I'm like, well, I don't know this person. I don't know that it would be worth it. And I can't tell you to spend X, Y, Z. My heart would break. My heart would break. Yeah, But you have invested a, an amount and you have found that it has helped, right? So
1: I, I have, but I mean, I also know there's a lot of free info out there. So like I do, and like my, my coach gives out a ton. That's how I got hooked on her. Right. I took a free course and I loved it. Um, there's so much free stuff out there that I really do encourage a lot of people to take advantage of all the free stuff that's in there, like attending the team trainings, you know, things like that. But like when you're at a certain level and you want to take it up a notch, like I do think it just like, um, it makes, it holds you more, for me, it holds me more accountable, right? Like, someone's breathing down my back and I'm paying money for it. Like I got to figure this out. I got to do it.
0: That's what everybody says. It's like why I hired a trainer. Cause I'm not lifting those weights at home. Like, so if you, again, like if you're not in Emily's financial bracket yet, <laughs> then maybe you can get those free trainings and really just hold yourself accountable. And Emily, I'm all for, you know, that next echelon doing the mastermind. I see people going to Hawaii doing masterminds. They're like, you know, in California, Scottsdale. But I always wonder, I'm like, was it worth it? And they seem to always say yes. But I also wonder, do you just not want to admit you just blew $10,000 and didn't get wanted out of it, right? So-
1: That's when I was like, um, you know, talking to other people about like certain coaches, a lot of them, some of them they hadn't heard of. And they're like, I don't know, like $10,000 is a lot, Emily, like, and I don't know that person. So I definitely think too, like, you've got to get feedback. You've got to get reviews, talk to people that have gone through coaching with that particular coach too. If you're He's kind awesome. of, yeah, awesome. going to go down that Avenue. Um, so you guys tip number eight, that takes no talent is just doing a little extra. So simple to do a little extra, but again, we are in this world where we just show up to do the minimum, right? Like if we're nine to five, we punch in at nine and we literally punch out at five. We don't come a minute early. We don't stay a minute late. Like this is just like the society that people have gotten in and it's very acceptable. It's very okay. But I'm telling you, anybody that makes it big, they put that extra effort in. Like they, they did a little extra, they went that extra mile and you guys, and it's like your business card. Like I feel like people know that I'm hard worker. So there's like no one being like, oh yeah, she just does it. I don't think she works hard. Like they can see that I'm working hard to be like where I am right now. And you know, it's your, your legacy that you're leaving behind, right? Like you don't want your tombstone to say like RIP Emily, like D- did the minimum required? No, right? Like, just put in that extra little bit of um, energy. It takes no talent, but it will literally skyrocket you because it's more about like the, the willingness to do things than it really is the skill here. Like, it's just the will, really. So, um, number nine, you guys, and I only have 10. So, number nine, and this one's a huge one for me um, be prepared literally just be prepared it's so simple it takes no talent to be prepared right but and this just makes you successful think of everything like who on here meal plans right you prep your meals maybe you grocery shop on sunday or monday you buy a bunch of healthy stuff you cook a bunch of chicken breast chop up your veggies what do you have to do to make it easier for you the week to stay on track with like your healthy lifestyle or whatever it is right like I do my skincare regimens. I got it all on my sink, so I'm not going to skip. Right? I got like my floss out, so I don't skip flossing. Like little things like that, Um, just to be prepared. Like I've got a, a weekly call on Tuesdays with my CEO and <laughs> the whole like, executive team does. And every Tuesday morning, you guys, I'm like, what do we need to hear from them? They're going to be face to face with us, and if we like get their attention. Like, what what information do we need to know? Like incentives, sales things, like. Um, prospects, whatever it may be. And like, everyone's always like, Oh my God, I'm like, but then we get on the call and they're like, thank God that you made that list. Like of what we were going to ask them today. Right. Like just be prepared. Like procrastination, like does not skyrocket you, like put a little prep work into it. Like another thing we didn't touch on this at all, but I decided to actually brand myself more going into this second company and I think that this is something that a lot of people do wrong. And I did it wrong for five years at my first company. I thought if I like cast my net out to everybody and tried to attract the masses that I would be more successful. Cause I would be like putting a little bit of this out here. I'm like, Oh, today, you know, I'm, I'm going to post about my kids tomorrow. I'll post about a meal. And then the next day I'm going to post about a dog. And then the next day I'm going to post about an outfit. And I was like, attracting nobody. So like the riches are in the niches. I say niches, but you get it. Riches, niches. You, you got You've got to just pick what's genuine, and authentic to you. And it's only a few things guys and roll with it. And just like, talk about that all the time. Like if you think of Jen, like when she started doing this, she was posting all these like healthy meals and how her family cooks. And I'm like, oh, duh, I knew Jen. And I knew that was her. The first time I met her, like I went to her house for the first time and she was like, if you have Diet Coke, you will die. And like, you have to eat butter. Like I like literally, I had to take like the margarine out of my pocket and like go hide it. Like I, I'm like, oh, of course she's posting about this. This is so her. But then if I was trying to be Jen, it wouldn't be genuine, right? Like if I was trying to be like Sally Sue, who's posting like, you know, her car like laying on her Tesla with her Louis Vuittons, like that wouldn't be me, right? Like I would be up there in like a robe and slippers. Like (laughs) like, it just, you have to be you, but it's just very specific things that you want to brand yourself with over and over because you're going to attract those people big time, right? Instead of trying to like attract everybody and attract nobody. So
0: question, question, because I can see the thoughts. Okay. So when I do my LinkedIn training, so I, I, I try to get my avatar, which is my background. I go after a pharma rep, right? Yeah. So I'm curious, Emily, are you, when you're casting these nets, are you trying to speak to someone from a professional level or a personal level? Like, do you want them to think like she's funny and crazy? Like, are you going after people that like funny and crazy? Are you going after the people that like, again, I, I know there's a hundred thousands dental hygienists, but like, how are you, how are you
1: zero? How are you laser focusing? Um, or yeah. have, you, have you even thought that far, you no, know? Yeah, yeah. So, like my avatar is going to be somebody that has like a professional nine to five where they're making good money and is literally going home sad every day that they have like no time freedom. They miss their kids like recital like that. That's my avatar is like these professional women that want to be professionals and they want to make a good paycheck and they love to work. That they are feeling so guilty about like where they are with their home life or, you know, they can't take vacations with their kids at certain times. So that's who I'm like trying to attract. Like, cause I had that lifestyle and it wasn't work- going to work for me anymore. Um, you're so-
0: speaking their language.
1: You guys, she's hitting on their pain points.
0: Like, Oh, can't pick up your kid at daycare on time. Oh, that sucks. Like she's really like, I say going below the belt. But if you don't tap on their pain points, like tap, 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 then you're never going to trigger emotion from them. You guys, you're never going to trigger action if you don't kind of go a little low. And when I say go low, I'm like speaking their authentic truth that they don't maybe want to admit, right? Emily, like everyone wants time freedom, but no one knows how to get there. Well, Emily can offer it. You guys can offer it. You have that key, the keys to the kingdom right here, like in your brain. But like, how are you going to share that? like confidently, right. You know, with vigor. So um, brilliant. Keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like where I went with my avatar. And then also in the direction of like, You know, you don't have to be like this professional person. You don't have to know everything. Like I don't have a filter on a single photo. Don't ask me how to filter. Don't ask me how to like whiten my teeth on a photo. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. You guys like, but I just, I just, and I say it how it is. So I kind of attract people. I'm like, oh, my kids did this today. I was going to murder them. And people are like, oh my gosh, good. I want to murder my kids. I wouldn't say that out loud. Other people don't post that, but Emily said it, it's real. And it's like, it's, you know, I'm feeling that. Right. So I really like honed in on it. And the reason I'm saying this, cause step nine was being prepared is being prepared about your content. Like I'm very prepared with like the stuff that I put out in my content. And I, it's just very simple. Like you take photos of your kids or you're somewhere, or, you know, I'll buy this outfit on Amazon that I think I'm going to be like this hottie potato in and I get it. And it, it's like a potato sack and like the material is like tissue. And I'm like, this is so funny because this is not what I thought I bought. You know, you take pictures of it and I like, I'll just put them in an album or I'll put them in like wordboard app or something. And I'll save them because then I'm like, Oh, I'll have something funny to say with that. Or I'll have, you know, I can make fun of myself about this. Or I have like a really like profound quote about just like parenting with my kids and a picture of my kids. Like I have this content just always saved. Like I always am prepared because when I'm not, I'm like, Oh gosh, I haven't done anything.
0: Emily, you show a lot of vulnerability, and I just kind of had this epiphany right here listening to you, and I think that's one of the most attractive parts about you, is so you guys, and I love how she said earlier, like, she doesn't have a ton of Instagram followers, she doesn't buy followers, she doesn't buy (laughs) Facebook ads, like she, um, she just talks to herself, you know, essentially who's out there. And I think like the vault, I remember you were going through like that health journey, Emily, and you were like gluten-free dairy for, you know, doing all the things you're like, God, this sucks like that, you know, and trying to figure that out. I mean, that is so attractive to people, you guys. I was like, what did Emily eat today? What did she buy at Costco? She bought that weird cheese. I would never buy that fake cheese. i want to throw up, but she loves it. She put ranch on it. I want to gag, you know, whatever, you know. But I was like, I am drawn in to yeah. this. So yeah. how can you come correct about the most mundane things? I'm like, if you have a cat,
1: talk about your cat. Like, that's interesting to people that you're trying to attract, right, Emily? It, it, Won't believe how many cat lovers are out there. And that's what I say. Like, I'm always like, don't, don't be me. Don't be her, like figure out your, you know, and it's not things. And it's, it's like your five pillars or your five branding buckets, whatever you want to call it. But it's a couple lifestyle posts. It's something about being a business entrepreneur, woman or man. It's something about. You know, what are you in? Are you in health and wellness? Are you in athleisure wear? Are you in anti aging? You know, whatever you're in, it's something about that and adding value. And then you've got like three hot topics, right? Like, I branded my husband into Pinterest dad. He's literally not even on social media, (laughs) but everybody knows who he is because I've branded him. Like, he makes literally like I can't even tell you he made he cut out pieces of our trees around our yard and made homemade wreaths they took like seven hours each I was going to shoot him and he sat in the garage all winter and he made like wreaths for people and I was like "Oh my god!" well I'm gonna capitalize on this we're gonna post about it we're gonna show video people like wanted to order wreaths from this guy like he makes these obstacle courses and he'll go to like Home Depot and come home with weird parts I mean he just it's like he's got his own Xerox machine it's like he's at home like Teacher for the kids. Like, I mean, he's just like amazing. And I am like so everything he does, I'm like hashtag Pinterest. Again, I'll put that in my little album. I'm like, here's Pinterest dad again, like doing this, and I'll that will be something for me to post. Like he's one of he's one of my branding buckets. And so I'll
0: even jump in. I see people on the call. I'm, I'm just while you go to the next one, I'm like, I look at Ellen. She went to, I know she went to Orange Theory today. I think her husband went with I, I know she went the other day. I know what her stats are, and I literally thought to myself. I need to freaking go to orange theory. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to buy orange theory. Like, cause I see it now, you guys, this is something so simple. Like, did she have to post about her workout? No, but that is where it starts. People will trust you. I know she's into the same things I am, you know, it's those little things. And again, if you have 500 followers, imagine 500 people sitting in an auditorium with you, like go back to college, like that if you have 500 followers that's what you have you have those people captive right now they might say oh only 10% see it or 20% I don't care show up for those people in some fun interesting way like I know more about gardening from Marissa Lord who's on the like than I ever desire to know but I'm like oh she's posting about the butterflies you know like I want to read about it so you guys take what she's saying seriously Pinterest dad is going to be on the Ellen show. Well, Ellen's not around. Pinterest dad is going to catapult because of what you're doing.
1: And it's so silly and simple, you know? It is. Yeah. And it, it gets to the point where like people will watch like reels or TikToks of like some dad doing something crafty and they'll send them to me now. Like they'll send me, like they send my brand to me like, oh, this makes me think of you. And they, you know, they'll send me all the things. I'm like, oh yeah, let me... Get that up. He's got to, he's slacking over here. He's got to do that. Um, so be prepared you guys. And another thing too, with being prepared, like this is an industry where like, you don't sign up to make like $907 and 26 cents. Like every other week on your paycheck It's an up and down business. And there's the J months. So a lot of you have heard this. We're in one right now, you guys, this is when the sales go down. It's summer, it's a slump. And to me, it's not acceptable. I don't want my pay to go down in those months. Right? Like So I'm going to prepare knowing that that's a trend and that's what happens here. I'm going to prepare for that so that I don't feel that, like, I don't want to feel that I've got checks that are lower than other months there. So, you know, knowing we're going into summer and knowing how people are, I was like, what what can I do to prepare ahead of time? So like, I was super lucky, like my company in April decided we launched, um, like our biggest product and it's like this ingestible, anti-aging, anti-inflammatory skincare, um, drink, Right. So I was like, I'm going to get like every person I know on that so that it will make up for any slump that I'm going to have. Right. Like this is in April and you always know, like you got to work hard, bust your ass and get paid 90 days later. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then by the time like summer hits, I'm going to have so many people like wanting this and on this drink that I'm not going to feel any slump. And I, it's true. Like May and June where my highest sales, my personal highest sales bump, I've had in this industry ever, right? And it's a su- summer months, right? Like people should be like falling off the earth and th- they're not because I prepared, right? So just a little preparation will make your life so much easier here. You can time block. It's just like simple little things that you can do. So, so that's- hey,
0: Tactical, tactical. You send me a message. I think most Monday mornings, I get it from you, Emily. <laughs> what? At, you guys, it's beautiful. It says, hey, Jen. And then it's got- whatever she wants to tell me about, it's clearly automated. Emily, what app are you using for this? It's very well done.
1: Yeah, that's, um, oh my gosh, you guys are so cheap. There's a couple of, them um, now I can't even think what the app's called, Jen. Anyways, okay, you guys okay, I'll
0: post it. Don't worry. But the point is you guys, there's, there's communication yeah. apps, right? Where you guys, yeah. and I'm like, literally, I think she's just texting me. Cause that's the way it looks. And then it's, I'm sure you send it to
1: hundreds of people, Emily, but like all my clients or anybody that's on my text list and you can categorize it to like clients that are on this product or clients that are maybe like your VIP or in your subscription program or whatever it may be, but you guys, it's $30 for the year. It's so simple to use and it's so effective, right? Like you can mass out to people, but they don't know they're in a mass message, right? Like, and I've had like, Jen's like, is this you texting me? I'm like, it is but I'm texting everybody.
0: <laughs> but but again, so- She's not waiting for her company to do it. You guys, you know what I mean? Like she went out and did this herself. And so I think for a lot of us, no matter what company you're in, it's like, Emily, it goes back to what you said earlier. It's not the company. That's the problem. It's you. So if you're yeah. constantly waiting for them to feed you, you know, feed you everything you need. No, she's like, your company seems amazing. Emily. But like, still, she's like, I'm still going to go to this next level and just do
1: it myself. Right. Which okay. I think is amazing it looks like it's coming. I mean, it is coming. It is coming from me. I just type it out and whatever it is coming from me, but like I-, I can send it to a million people at once, which is great. And it looks like it's personalized and they're not stuck in this crazy text chain, but like, it's, all- it's all about text messages. Like oh, we all know. It's
0: called group use. You- I asked her, I go, oh, wait, is this you? She goes, yeah, it's me. It's through groups. It's called groups, group text. You guys, so this is the tactical stuff groups. And then there's like a slash group text. Yeah. Comes across, group- super professional.
1: And I thought it was her. It yes. Is her, but yes. And there's, there's one other app that's the same way. And they're both, it's like, I don't even know. They're like either two 99 a month or like 29 bucks for the year. They're so cheap. Um, I'll tell you every single time I sign one out, I get, it reminds people of you. So it reminds them, Oh my god, shit, I need to refill my regimen or like whatever. Like it even sometimes I'm just sending them out to let you know, like, Hey, thank you so much. I just got a trip to Cabo. Like I owe it all to you. I'm so grateful for you. It's not always about like, Hey, buy this from me, but you get it in people's like text and text. I think the text open rate is like 96%. The email open rates, I think 14%. So low, you guys get on text. It's like the best thing you can do for your business. I get umpteen orders every single time I send a text out and I send like maybe one week. Hey okay, so, guys, this right? is like, what is it? Okay, <laughs> keep going. Oh my God. Okay, um, number 10, you guys. So this is the last tip. Tip that takes no talent to get you to the top. And what I really just like, my whole life has kind of been about this is, um, having a strong work ethic. If there's two things that you can have in this world, you guys, you can, that you can really control. Um, it is having a strong work ethic and how you treat others. It's really simple, um, when it comes down to it, but just having a little bit more grit, like, um, to do whatever it takes to get to whatever, you know, destination you have or whatever vision you have or legacy that you want to leave it's it's all about having that work ethic so you know again we kind of get to this complacency or the society like it's super super acceptable for you to work like 20 years let's just say as a secretary or 20 years as an admin 20 years as a teacher and then maybe you get like a tiny bump or something to like a um, a promotion at work, and people are like, Oh my gosh, yay, I took you 25 years. That's incredible. Like, or maybe you never go up ever. Like, I will tell you this in the 17 years I was a dental hygienist from when I was 21 to 38 when I retired, I made the same amount of money after 17 years. You guys, I never, there was a couple of times where I like lived in downtown Chicago where you know the cost of living, whatever, but like at the end of the day, I made the same amount of money after 17 years. There was no freaking going up in that career, right? Like, I could never, I could be the best brand spanking as flosser on the planet. Like it was never going to make more money in that um, profession. And that's totally acceptable. And everybody's like, bravo. You're so great. Great job. Good job. Working nine to five, missing your kids. Shit. Like getting two weeks paid vacation. If you're lucky, you know, everyone pats you on the back for it. And then somehow we get into this industry and it's like three months go by six months go by and people are like, <sighs> I am I haven't replaced my income yet. I haven't made it to the top. Like I'm quitting. And you're like, did you make it to the top of your nine to five that you've been doing for 20 years? No. Like do whatever it takes as long as it takes. This is this is an industry where it goes like work, 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 pay, work, 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 pay, Work, 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 pay work, work, pay, work, pay, 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 work, pay, 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 work, pay, 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 work. This is how this industry goes, right? I don't work a zillion hours anymore. I can tell you this month of July, I, I have had my kids up my ass, like the whole time, like this week I told Jen, I'm like, oh my gosh, I will tell, I will promise you I'm going to prep on this on Monday. Cause my kids are going to summer camp this whole week, but I'm like, uh, kids first, right? I'm here and that's why I do this. But like you plan around it and that's how this industry works, but you've got to put in the effort and it's so worth it. I'm sure Jen's telling you, like, do we still work our ass off? Yes. But am I working hundred hours a week? Are you working as many hours as you did in pharma? No, but we put in the time and the effort and had a really strong work ethic. And it's really about launching that way. Like the, you're never going to get that energy. And that was part of when I started over. I'm like, I don't ever want to look back thinking, I wish I 10 X it or I wish I would have went harder. I wish I would have messaged those people, you know, Hey, I know you love where you're at. I know you're super successful, Jen, but I just want to throw it out there. I started something new. I'm obsessed with it. If you ever want to hear about it, like I'm here, but I know you're loving what you're doing. Like I'm never, I never want to look back thinking I didn't send those messages because I'm telling you, so many people aren't happy where they're at, right? Like, I never wanted to look back. So I'm like, I'm going to go freaking all balls to walls so when I start with this new company here, so that I don't have any regrets looking back. And I'm only a little over two years in um, to this company here. And I'm, I've already, like, I'm still building. I'm, I'm not getting cocky whatsoever. But, like, my workload's not what it was like when I was staying up till one in the morning every single day, like for the first six months when I was, you know, in a super build mode. Um, And I'll tell you one quick story here um, that kind of goes along with this. So these are my 10 tips. They take no talent. It's really just about putting that effort in because a lot of people think like, well, you must've came from a lot, or you have a ton of family support or all your family's buying the products from you. They're all joining you like this, that, and the other, or like you came with a silver spoon in your mouth or Jen, you have all this sales and marketing, um, you know, experience already from pharma. Like, that's why you're so good at this. Like, you know, what, what's your special script? Like you, you must have like a really good message or script that you're sending out. And like there there's, everyone thinks there's like this magic potion and sauce that gets you where you're going. But I will tell you almost everybody I know that's made it to the top has just worked their ass off. They out effort, they out worked, they out grit everybody else. And that's what they did. And I honestly think that's what these 10 steps are all about, what these 10 tips are all about. So I'll tell you a story that I like just told for the first time, honestly, the other week, I don't know that I've ever told my parents or husband or anybody this, but I, I danced in high school, I danced in college. So afterwards I was like, I'm going to go dance for Chicago rush, the arena football team. Um, I had no idea if this was If I was like gonna show up and look like uh you know a toddler compared to these people, like I didn't know. I'm like, whatever, let's go, let's, let's, let's roll with it. So I go there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the mix. Like, I think I can actually make this. And I don't remember the tryout's like two or three days long. And by the day of the tryout, I totally worked my ass off. I practiced like every day. I was like, I think I'm gonna make this. Like, I actually think I'm like in the top like 10, you know. And I think they took like 20 people or something. I'm like, I really think I'm gonna make this. So we wait around, they're gonna post the list, boom, they post the list. I make alternate. And I was like, what? Like, I don't think I have my blinders on. I really think I was talented enough that I should have been on the team, not an alternate. So I was like, this is weird. Okay. So the coach's husband, and I don't know why he came on and told me this, but this is a very political, um, field industry, the dance cheerleading professional thing. I don't know if any of y'all watch like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader show, but like, everything about that shit's real. (laughs) Like you're probably thinking it's made up. No, that shit is real. Right. Like you sign contracts of how you look like they like pinch your body fat like every month. I mean, like the whole thing's real. Um, so he was like, oh my gosh, you did really, really good. Like you were amazing, but we already have like a petite, uh, curly haired brunette on the team. And she's like a veteran. She was a former lovable. Um, but he's like, I just want to let you know, like you really did awesome. So I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't make this because like of my appearance. Um, but then I look around at at the girls that just made the team and there is like 14 blondes and 10 sets of fake boobs, which is great. But I'm like, really, there was one too many this, like (laughs) one too many petite brunettes. So I was like, this is this is bullshit. So I go home, you know, I tell my parents and they're, you know, in parent fashion. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, no, this is not awesome. I am going to go back and I am going to show them because I asked the coach then what does an alternate do? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're going to show up to every practice. You're going to learn every single dance. You have to come to every single game, like every event we do. And you make no money. You guys, you practice your ass off. You spend like 20 hours a week and you make like $30 to dance at a game. Like, and you spend a thousand dollars on tolls to get there. <laughs> like it's, it's you do it because of the passion of performing. So I was like, okay, sweet. I'm going to spend all this time. It's an hour away from my house, drive there, spend, you have to get there early every Sunday morning, which means like my, my drinking abilities on Saturday night, like have to stop soon so that I can wake up in time and like be fresh to like maybe ever dance. So I'm like, okay, sweet. So she's like, but you know, if someone rolls an ankle, gets sick, doesn't show up, like has too many demerits, like we'll pull you in. She's like, so you have to always learn everything and and be, and be ready for us. I was like, all right. I'm like, this is bullshit. So I'm like, I am going to literally out effort everybody. I will outwork them. I'm going to show up before everybody else does before practice. I like would work a 10 hour shift. I would change out of my scrubs at the dental office, put my dance clothes on, which in hindsight, thinking back, like I was walking around in my dance clothes in front of like my 40, 50 year old bosses as a 21 year old, probably giving them boners to go home to their wives. But like and like whatever, I packed peanut butter and jellies in my car. Like ate as I was like paying tolls, listening to my CD in my car, like practicing the dance moves. And I was like, and then I get there, stretch, do split leaps. Everyone else is like coming and just chatting to each other, and I'm like out there like doing it. I was like, I will show up early. I will freaking have way more energy than them when we are like two and a half hours into a three hour practice, and it's like ten o'clock at night, and the coach is screaming at us like. How are you guys gonna pump up the crowd? You have no energy. I'm gonna be out there like boom, boom, boom. Like I will like be like a crack machine. Like, and she went. She was like, Emily, like what vitamins do you take? Like she would literally call me out. And I was like, I will be it's so like embarrassing for them that they didn't put me on the team. They will feel so bad because they will know that I deserved a spot that they will give me one. Like this was my whole plan as a 21-year-old.
0: And I did, I'm like, I'll
1: make the other girls be like, oh my God, that girl, this girl deserves a spot more than we do. So the first game rolls around, I'm an alternate. I'm not supposed to dance. And she's like, Em, you can go like in the back corner there. We'll like get a spot in the corner and you can do that. So I was like, oh my gosh, go to the corner. The next week we go in for practice. It's like, I don't know, week three of being on the team. And she just put me in formation. We never talked about it again. It was a null no point. I was never an alternate again. I had proved myself and- out effort and outworked and out grit and showed up early and got a spot on the team when I shouldn't have.
0: (laughs) But that's desperation. And part of me, Emily, like, obviously you weren't making money there, but part of me wonders if in social marketing, direct selling, MLM is whatever you want to say. I'm like, have we like never been broke enough? Do you know what I mean? Like you grew up, like you've already shared your story, like freaking broke, right? Like, you know, the value of money, and sometimes I look at people in our industry and I'm like, it's really not that hard. You just have to desire it that much, just as much as you wanted to be on that team, you know, and you're making nothing and paying a thousand dollars, you know, but I'm like, that's part of it too. I'm like, if anyone's ever like not been able to put food on their table, this industry is very attractive to them, right? Work when you want, how you want, where you want. And I don't care if you're making a hundred thousand, two hundred, three hundred thousand $300,000 a year, you always need more. You need flexibility, autonomy, all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. So Emily, that was fire, girl. Thank you. And thank you for the the vulnerability right there too. I'm like, that is again, what makes Emily so attractive. So let's think guys, if we're not putting that out there, either it's not on social or through emails, texts, whatever, one-to-ones voice, you know, calls to our people showing that vulnerability, but also showing the potential, we're doing ourselves a huge disservice, So, um, you guys, if you have anything you want to ask Emily, you can unmute now, but I do, Emily, this is going to be on YouTube and played forever. So how can we find you? How can we find you on Facebook,
1: Instagram, or anywhere else? Yeah, right. Okay. So Emily Lukasak, L-U-K-A-S-A-K Lukasak. And that is, um, at Emily Lukasak on Instagram, Emily Lukasak on Facebook. Um, and that's honestly, I, I'm a firm believer in, unless you're an all-star on one platform, don't even get into an next another platform. So like I, I kind of consider myself really good on Facebook and I am needing to get into a second platform. So I'm on Instagram, but which is almost the same platform, but, um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. I'm not on anything else yet because then, I listen to her. You don't have to have the Instagram. We all think, Oh, I'm putting out 10 reels a day. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Emily's like, I just made at to the
0: top of two companies. I'm only on Facebook really. So let's not get in our heads
1: about is on Facebook. I'm 40. Like, yes. Are we on Instagram looking at shit? Yeah. But we're looking at like the people laying on Ferraris with their, you know, you know, Louis Vuittons and everything else. And we're looking at filtered shit. Like I want to attract like, you know, business women mom that are still on you know Facebook like looking at pictures of like their friends kids like that's that's where my or audience their
0: grandkids I mean there's people on our yeah. team and that's who they're like we are the retired grandparents you know yeah. like this is what is, that's talk to the person that wants to talk to you right yeah
1: like most of are out mom- there are forty to sixty, right? So um, they're, they're on Facebook. They're not on those other platforms. And it's like, again, it's like you're trying to put out that big cast of net, and you're trying to like, I'm going to post it on TikTok and LinkedIn da, 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 and you're on ten different platforms, but you're like getting nowhere. Fucking zone in. Oh gosh, sorry. I okay. swear. This is Get this on. is her unfiltered.
0: Um, Emily, so many pearls tonight. Emily, friend, thank you for doing this for me. I have been begging her since Launch Code Volume One. And, and not just Emily, I've been so impressed with her mentor, Melissa, who's now a friend of mine also, but I will, I said at the beginning, I will say it again. If it wasn't for Emily, I would not be here. I would not be buying in a network marketing. If I didn't see what she did with it, I would still probably be that bitter bean, you know, going to work 40, 60 hours a week. But because Emily did it first, even though we talked mad shit about the industry, because Emily did it first, then I did it. So don't be afraid if your circle. And I'm saying you guys coach your teams, coach your friends. Don't be afraid if y'all used to like talk shit or like say things like things change. You fight, you find the right company or you finally get out of your own skin a little bit or get out of your own way. And life can change like that. And that's what Emily showed me. So that's why I did it. Not at her company, but so I'm like, thank you for changing my life. Yeah, going first. Okay, you guys. I will end recording. Um, and thank you. And it will be posted for your network. Emily and mine, go find her. You guys, thanks for listening to Launch Code. See you guys later. Guys, Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to smash a defibrillator onto your business. If you aren't exactly where you want to be in your direct selling company, something needs to drastically change. If you've been consistent and still haven't crushed top rank. I want to burn the entire metropolis you've created and build it back differently. Join me at igniteandlaunch.com. If any of this is resonating with you, make sure you join us over at Ignite and Launch Society. Want to get to know me better? I'm Jennifer Schultz Jones across all social media channels and of course my favorite, LinkedIn. Want more information on anything we talked about today? Click the link in the show notes. If this brought you any value, please rate and review on Apple or Spotify. See you next time.